Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and stronger movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast is about yoga teacher training and how to select a yoga teacher training. So don't tune out if you are not interested in a yoga teacher training, because I think this is the tips that I'll give you are relevant to choosing a lot of things like choosing a school that you're going to go to, a vocation um, that you're going to get into, choosing even anything you're going to go to that involves some inquiry about what you will receive from that, from the exchange of money, what you're going to look for and the people that are running it. So it could be really relevant to other things besides teacher training, but I will specifically talk about uh, yoga teacher training here. So how do you pick a real yoga teacher training? Because this is something that a lot of people are doing more and more every year. I don't know the numbers by any means, but I know that uh, a greater percentage of people are entering this yoga teacher training realm um, each and every year. And many people who sign up for yoga teacher training aren't initially interested in teaching yoga, by the way, which is always interesting to think about, right? I don't know a lot of other things that you would sign up for that are specific, specifically for teaching yoga or, or teaching a craft and then not doing it. But it makes sense as well because you will learn more about yoga. You will learn more about practicing it. You will learn more about the background of it. You will learn more about 
at the possibility of teaching it to other people, whether it's official or not. So some people who've gone through my teacher training have no desire to teach in a in a, an official way at a studio or at some other venue, but they just want to be able to offer it to their family. So if they have an aging parent or a spouse or someone else in their family and they like to give them some yoga tips and you know mini classes, but not teach it to, to the public. And so there's a lot of reasons why people choose to become a yoga teacher. And there's, so there's a lot more people doing it. And now you can do it in person um, ver- versus online. You can do it at a destination versus at a, um, like a studio that's close to you. You can do an immersion version um, where you do it all at once, or you can do it kind of broken up more. And they're all different ways of, of completing a yoga teacher training. So for those of you who are thinking about becoming a yoga teacher or wanting to do a yoga teacher training, you have to first decide you want to do that, obviously. And I think the biggest, most significant part is it has to, it has to work logistically. But that can, on the other hand, here's the caveat, it needs to work logistically for you so that you can commit fully. But the caveat to that is it can't just be the logistics. So in other words, you, there's, you really want to be a yoga teacher. You Google, you find a studio that's 10 miles away. It offers it over a year, 10 weekends. You can do weekends because you work a full-time job. And that sounds great. You go and you take one class. It seems good enough. And then you go and you do it. Now, I'm not saying that people are going to be necessarily that cavalier, but I have seen that happen. And the, the problem with that is that there's a little bit of a crapshoot because what you've, the reason you've decided to do it that way is it's convenient for your schedule, for your work, and it's convenient for your um, life because it's very nearby. The things that you don't necessarily know, unless you've really investigated this, is what you're going to get for your money paid. Like, are the teacher, do you like the way the teachers teach? Do you like their sensibility, their philosophy? Um, Do you think that they have a good understanding of the body? If you're teaching a movement system, you should understand the body. That seems to be kind of (laughs) obvious, but it's not. (laughs) There's a lot of teacher trainings that give you very little information about the body. If you're teaching movement and there's very little information about the body, that to me is a big red flag. Personally, that's what I think. And I also am going from years of offering a teacher training and even before that and seeing so many people who've gone through yoga teacher trainings who then do my teacher training because they feel like they have very little um, anatomy understanding. And it's not just understanding anatomy, it's understanding the body and the body in movement. And after a while of teaching or very early on in teaching, if you don't understand the body and you're teaching movement, it becomes frustrating and disempowering because you can't really speak to some certain things. All you're doing is talking about poses and philosophy, but you're not going to be able to really help people move better. So do look at the logistics, but the most important thing I would say, because I've seen people make their decisions based on this alone. And this seems to be the universal quality that, that people always come away extremely happy and satisfied 
is you do it based on the teachers that are offering it or the style. And then you make everything else kind of work out. And that's what I've seen for, for people who are the happiest is that they made the commitment to teach, they made the commitment to um, take that training with a teacher they really love or a school that they really love and did everything possible to make it happen. Here's an example. My cousin um, was getting her first teacher training years ago. And she signed up to do it with a pretty famous school at that time. And the way that this school was set up is you would do a, a week, a week of immersion, and then you go away and you practice a little bit, and then you'd do another week of immersion. And I think that's you got your 200 hour. And so she did that because it was again a fairly famous school at the time. And after that week, she called me and she said, "Laura, I this is just." this is not my thing. Like, we're not really learning how to teach. We're not really learning stuff. We're talking a lot and it's not things that are really relevant for me. And I, I'm thinking, I'm feeling like I'm wasting my money. What should I do? Like, I know, she said, I know what I want is I really, really want to learn about the body. I want to learn how to teach. I want to learn how to help people from that perspective. I want a really smart teacher of the body. And I said, and she said, what would you recommend? And this is before I had my own teacher training because I would have said, come with me. (laughs) But I said, you're in California, go to Annie Carpenter. She is from my, from what I've heard, um, very knowledgeable about the body. She was a dancer. She's taken that. She's learned a lot. And she has people that give her lots of great reviews. Like they are very satisfied. So that's, and then she, so my cousin went on and did that and she was extremely satisfied. And I told her, of course, take some classes ahead of time. Don't just do it based on me. But she had some young kids at the time. There were some sacrifices made. She didn't live around the corner from the studio. And she was so happy that she did that. And so she kind of learned from her initial response of doing this, like what seemed like was going to be a good training, but ended up not. And then she was, went with this other one. So the point is that pick a teacher that has a lot of great references if you haven't had that person personally, but it would be even much better if you know something about like maybe you've taken a class in that style and you want to learn directly from the person who started it, the school of yoga that started it or a group of teachers that are teaching it, whatever it is. But that is got to be to me your primary calling and then make everything else work. Save the money for it. Look at the logistics. If it's somebody's offering something, you know, in in Costa Rica and it's the person that you really, really want, but they're three times more expensive than other Costa Rica teacher trainings, who cares? There's probably a reason, right? So you do it based on your gut because that money will pay for itself many times over. If you cut corners on the training, you, most likely you will you will feel it, and it, that that's just like with any training. So this is where it is much more about the much more than yoga teacher training. Really investigate what you're going to get out of it, whatever you're doing, whatever you're signing up for, and be very clear that this is somebody 
or some school that you want to practice with, that you want to learn from, and that you're going to continue to grow from. So that is the number one thing I would say is who or what type of yoga is it that you absolutely are dying to learn? Um, to learn. Don't just do it, I think, based on logistics, although I know logistics are important. I'm a mom. You know, I have a household. I understand it's hard to make that, but I've seen a ton of, a ton of people make, make those, I don't want to say sacrifices. They just figure it out, make the logistical part of it work. And then, so say you live in Australia, but your favorite person lives in California. Well, that's not a probably good example. Colorado or New Jersey, whatever it might be. And you just feel like, I can never go and study with this person. It's just way too far to go, way too long. Then you can, you have a couple of choices. See if, see if there is an online opportunity. It's online is second. It's like, um, it's, it's, it's a sec, I don't want to say it's second rate. It's the second optimal choice. In person, there's absolutely nothing like in person. You will get so much more um, attention and feedback and energy, all of that. But there are a lot of great online opportunities now for everything. Again, not just yoga, where there's great online communities. There's a lot of webinar stuff. There's that, So there is some kind of in-person, quote unquote, learning. And so I'd say for an online, look for that. Look for how can, how is this experience going to take some of the in-person experience and give, give it and, and enable and be able to give it. They need, there needs to be an, some online in-person opportunity. So whether that's a webinar or a call-in or something where, so you're not just doing all this um, online stuff by yourself, but there's interaction. So I would say online is not a bad choice at all, especially if you are in some really remote areas or just it absolutely is not going to work for you to go somewhere, then an online could be a great option. But just for that, look, it would be the same thing. Make sure it's the teacher that you really, really want, the school that you really, really want, and that you're going to have some kind of in-person learning, um, even though it's going to be online, but there's interaction. So that's not an idea as well. People will ask me, what do you think of immersion versus like what I was saying before, that one year that's spread out or three months? And I've done all of them. I've done a variety. I've offered immersion. I've offered a spread out version. One of my favorite versions to do is an, is an immersion because I think that immersion, there's it's so powerful. You get just immersed. You get all into it, full on learning. And it really helps, especially if it's something like functional anatomy, which is a huge part of my, my teacher training for people who've not had any, any understanding of the body before to immerse in that learning of it is very helpful. So the way I've constructed is I've done an immersion part that's nine and a half to 10 days, followed by long weekends that are, that are usually separated by about two months. So three, three or four long weekends in a two month period. And that can work really lovely. What it doesn't work well with is people that live far away because that's four, four round trip flights. And so I've had people do it and I love it when they do it, but it's not a very, talk about logistics. Logistically, it's just really taking out a huge number of people. 
So immersions work really well. And I've offered them before. I've offered them in a location, like I've offered them in Costa Rica. I'm offering them for the first time at my home studio this summer. So what is what is the difference in going to a studio versus going to a destination, you might ask? Well, destination has a wonderful quality to it because you're usually going somewhere lovely. I am a, I'm a teacher. I do the um, functional anatomy and movement teaching at yoga girls teacher training in Aruba and people that go there. It's amazing. They love it because they go to Aruba for a month. They have Rachel teaching them. Um, it's her, it's her training. And then I come in and I do the functional anatomy and movement part. So they get a blend of that and they're in this, um, wonderful, location of Aruba at her beautiful studio, Island Yoga. And it is it is a, an amazing experience. And it's this experience of all of it because it's like in Aruba, like would, would that transfer if we were, you know, in, I don't know, somewhere in Iowa or Milwaukee or New York City? I don't know. It, it would be different. It would be wonderful, but it would be a different type of wonderful. There's something about being in a destination. And I've done one in Costa Rica, which was unbelievable because you go and you do all the learning and then you can go to the ocean, you can take a walk on the beach and you're away from your daily life and fully away from it. So those kinds of learnings where you're in, in a destination like that are incredible. But again, look for what you're going to get out of it, not just like going away for three weeks to a beautiful place. It has to have a lot more to it than that. So I am offering my immersion in Princeton, New Jersey. It's a beautiful place. It's wonderful. But that's where my studio is. So that's where it's a destination, but it's less of that kind of destination feel. It's more of a beautiful college town that where my studio is. So it's going to have a destination, especially if you don't live there normally, you'll really enjoy it. And we're near New York and we're taking day trips to New York and to the beach, but it's not the same as going to Costa Rica. It's just different. But it's the same for someone in in some ways that are that um, don't live anywhere nearby because it is a destination. They're gonna you know, they're gonna be totally out of their daily life. So I think the destination location can be um, amazing because you are away from all the other things in your life that could be a distraction from uh, from the yoga ex- teacher training experience. So that's a big plus. Uh, there's usually you know, more of a commitment involved because there's, there's going to be a chunk of time for an immersion. So these are all the things to think about. But number one, look at who you want to study with or what school you want to study with. And don't be, don't sacrifice that. Uh, take some classes and make sure that you like the way this style is, or this person, this um, teacher is, or this teachers, you know, a lot of teacher trainings have multiple teachers and that's another thing to look at is how how many teachers are teaching. If you really love one teacher, but she she or he is only teaching a percentage of it, factor that in, and then look at the lo- look at the logistics of it and make it work. Know that this commitment that you're putting up front will really pay off in the long run if you are sticking to your sticking to your yoga guns about th- who you're studying with and what style and what's important to you. So if really what's important to you is 
not really moving around a lot, you don't, you might not need to know about the body as much, but if you're doing any kind of movement practice, any kind of vinyasa, slow moving, more fast paced moving, if you want to call it whatever it is, but if it's about the body, you really want to learn about the body. So if you're really interested in learning about the body, that's what, again, I do. It's the functional anatomy and movement. The other thing, so my teacher training that's coming up in August, I still have some space for. It's an immersion. It's in Princeton. And it is, um, yeah, it's, it's a wonder, it's, it's about the body, but it's not, you know, when you, it's never just about the body, you know, you walk away. And if, if I were to ask hundreds of people who've done my training, what was, what was this training? Like the number one thing they usually say is not even about the body. It's about that their life changed, you know, and some of that is they feel better about their body. They move better, their practice if you want to improve your practice, it will definitely improve in this kind of teacher training because it's so personalized, um, especially my in-person one. So if you, and then my style is very specific. It's based on my years of physical therapy, the neurodevelopmental sequence, the understanding of the body. And in my training, you get 10 flows that are written out and you, that are given to you so that you kind of walk away with rubber stamped approved um, flows. And that is a really important thing. And I've learned over the years how important that is. I didn't do that at the beginning. I did some of it. I would give some of the flows, but these are like really gold standard. And I've learned that's really important because if you want to teach yoga, and this is another thing to think about wherever you're going to go, whether it's with me or some, some other teacher or some other school is are they really teaching you how to teach? Are they teaching you and giving you the tools to teach, not just uh, the languaging and not just the, like, this is what you do. Here's, here's five poses you put together and here's how you cue them. To me, that will last you very a very short amount of time. What you want is, some, is, a, is a program. And I think this is my program, for example. This is what I, what I would want. Is, uh, my goal is for people to be intelligent in their teaching, understand the body well enough that they can help anyone that comes into the room. They don't have to be a physical therapist, but they can understand the body enough to help. And that you can look at what people are doing and cue to that versus having a bunch of memorized cues that don't necessarily apply to everyone because they won't, because everybody is different. And so anyway, that my program is coming up. It's in August. Check it out on movementbylara.com. Again, it's immersion. It's in Princeton, New Jersey. It's at my studio and it's in person. Uh, I have an online training as well for those of you who could never come and take three weeks. Of course you could, but I know, I know right? You're not, you've already gotten your training or you just can't fly up from wherever you are. And I, get, I totally understand that. I do have an online training as well. And the registration for that is opening very soon. So check for that. So no matter what you're doing, hone in on the type of yoga you want to teach, the type of teacher or the person that you want to learn from, and let that be the number one thing and then really make it work. So for for some people, uh, they want to study with, let's say, someone in Bali and this person they love, but they, they don't have the vacation. Save the vacation don't just be in a rush to get your teacher training because you want to become a yoga teacher. Save and save to get the um, vacation time and the dollars to practice with that person. It really, really, really will. That's the practice of yoga. 
having the patience and the perseverance and the clarity to um, go for what you want and not just go and take a training. And this again goes for anything. Don't just take a training because it's easy or convenient. That Those are great reasons and great, great aspects of it. But the fundamental reason is wh- who are you going to learn from and what are you going to learn that is, that is going to be the most impactful and the most consistent with what you are looking for. So I hope that was helpful for you. Yoga teacher trainings are amazing. You don't have to teach. They will change your life regardless because you will have the internal inquiry about how you move, how you breathe, what you say, how you act, how you respond, all these wonderful things that will improve your emotional intelligence and hopefully your physical intelligence and your body intelligence. And that's um, those are important things to learn and to hone throughout life. So if you have any questions, write me at Lara, L-A-R-A, at movementbylara.com. And you can ask me about my training or any, or my, I have people that ask me um, my opinion about other trainings that they are, have already signed up for or thinking about. And I can attempt to give you my honest feedback as well. But I would say also look at reviews because those reviews are usually from people who students who've gone through the training and are giving their feedback. Talk to people, talk to people who've gone through a training and get their feedback, but I'm happy to help as well. So have a wonderful day. Hugs from me to you and I'm pulling for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.